0: So today I wanted to talk just a little bit about why Jesus got killed. You know, um, there's a lot of bad sort of info out there about why he got killed. Some people said that God had to kill him because he had to take out his wrath on somebody, and that's a really dark way to think about it. That is out there in the church. That is not really what the gospel, the good news of about Jesus is, is about at all. In fact, what we see in the Bible is that Jesus, um, like I just want to look a little bit at at what is the good news and then um, why that got Jesus into so much trouble back then and uh, and why it might get him and his followers into trouble now and then what the resurrection, you know, uh, how that changes things. So we see in the beginning of John's gospel how um, Jesus is described as being the light, um, the word of God that becomes flesh and um, and then comes and just moves through the world and is a positive force of life, right? Jesus was totally um, on the side of people who the world was uh, harassing and rejecting and uh, dissing in different ways. And, uh, and so people were drawn to him, the people who were being um, rejected and cast uh, out. And uh, and that was a lot of people, okay? Kind of like today, we have a lot of people like that, don't we? So um, right at the very beginning of John's gospel in verse 17, it says, for the law was given through Moses, okay? Do you think the law would be a positive uh, attractant to people in our county? Do you think people would come um, and, and want to just bow to the law? you guys know a lot of people that would bow to the law? And think it's really good, good news? No, probably not. Okay, the law was given through Moses, okay, in contrast grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. So grace and truth, that's better than the law, right? Yes, okay. Then it says, no one has seen God at any time, but the only uh, begotten God, in other words the only God that was born, who is in the heart of the Father, He has made him known. So Jesus is the one who makes known God most fully. So uh, we used to talk, we used to have these God walking along around stories. We would tell our kids every every night when we put them to bed, we it, our kids would say, "Dad, can you tell us a God walking along story?" And we'd like, yeah, okay. It was like God walking along is Jesus. It was stories about Jesus because Jesus was God in the flesh. Okay, walking along, and so um, anyway, when Jesus came, it says um, says that um, that when he came, um, you know, he was full of grace. that was an attracted to people who, as I said, were the outcasts. And we see that in John or in Matthew chapter four, where it says Jesus was going throughout all Galilee. Galilee was like the Skagit County of Israel, kind of, you know. Um, it was kind of up a ways away from, you know, from the, the place of power like Seattle or whatever. And um, it was out in the backwoods. So maybe even upriver Skagit or, or back eastern uh, Watcom. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. And news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they were bringing to him all who were ill, those suffering from various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics. And he healed them, and large crowds followed him from Galilee, from the Decapolis, Jerusalem Judea, and beyond. jordan so jesus uh, was gaining a lot of uh, a lot of adherence people were following him because they were need. they had needs. okay they had mental health uh issues that were like causing them a lot of stress and they, they had ptsd a lot of people had ptsd huge numbers of them because the romans were thugs and they were exercising using a lot of violence and terror and so ptsd was rampant okay and um you know, like trauma, trauma, which is everyone was traumatized. And so these were the people that were coming to Jesus. And that, um, and that showed us, shows us who, you know, it's God's mission too, right? God, the father is described as loving the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, right? Jesus, God loved us so much that he sent Jesus that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but um, that the world might be saved through him. So Jesus was about offering salvation, and he was doing it uh, without making people jump through a bunch of hoops. He wasn't, Jesus never made anyone do a UA, okay? And he never penalized anybody for uh, not paying their fines or not driving, driving without a license. Jesus was not about law enforcement, okay? He was about standing with people who were being beaten down by poverty and by the system, okay? And that's why we should, uh, people who should know that in our county so that they would be drawn to him, okay? Because if they knew what he's really about, they'd be drawn to him, okay? But the problem is the religious leaders were not happy about Jesus doing that because they were all about rules. Okay, they wanted everyone to jump through all these hoops. They were about the mosaic law, the law. Okay, and they were like, "Hey, folks, it's not that easy. Don't pay attention to Jesus. Like, you got to pay your tithes. You know, make your sacrifices of of you know into in the temple system. You got to you got to cleanse yourself so that you're purified so that you can uh, be worthy to come into God's presence." They were making people uh, follow a lot of rules and regulations. And so when they were seeing people pulling away from their, them and drawing, following Jesus, that made them quite upset. And uh, and they began to be hostile towards Jesus and plot to kill him, okay? Well, it was the religious leaders uh, who kind of had the power over the people that they were watching. They were losing the power over the people. And when that happened, that's what they began to turn the screws up I'm turning the heat up on Jesus, and and that's when you, you see Jesus. He only lasted three years, you guys, because uh, his his message was so potent that the world, uh, the powers in, of of this world, couldn't handle it, and so uh, and so they, they pretty much plotted almost right from the start to do away with him. Okay, um and because he was a threat to the system, and he still is. Okay. So um, let me just give you an example of that. So there was jealousy and rivalry. Uh, The religious leaders, the powers uh, were were jealous and and Jesus was gaining a following. In fact, it says the whole world is going after them. That's what they were saying. They were freaking out about it. The whole world is going after them. We're going to lose our whole uh, hold on power and and our whole system is going to go down because um, if this keeps growing, if this movement keeps growing. And so um, the Pharisees. Um, who would the people be threatened if uh, if people were going to Jesus for their needs to be met? President, okay, health system. Yeah, the health system, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I'm I'm all for the health system. Like, I've had this lymphoma thing that I'm, I'm glad for. Yale Cancer Care Alliance, and I'm glad for doctors and. medications and things like that but there's a lot of people that are not being helped by our health system and by medications right like um i was just in the isle of mauritius which is like way a long way from here like 22 hours of flying to get there and um i was teaching a training for a bunch of people and then every day from about three until six i had time off and i could go swimming on the beaches like tropical beaches you know, with um, palm trees and coconuts and everything. Like, amazing. So I would do that, but then um, I'd be invited to dinner, and then the people would be texting me and saying, hey, could you come early? There's all these people that want prayer, and they're meeting in our church. And so I'm like, they want prayer? Wow. Okay, well, so, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come early. So I'd go, and these people would come, and they were people who had very deep problems. Like, it was kind of inti- very intimidating. Like first person, you know, uh, four stage breast cancer. Next person, endometriosis, you know, bleeding, continuous bleeding. Next person, our, my two year old daughter is like severely mentally handicapped. Can you pray that she would be made well? Um, next person, uh, he gets in an accident on his motorcycle twenty five years before and lost his right leg and his le- his right arm is just hanging there limp, and he wants me to pray for it to be healed, and it's been twenty five years with no feeling in it. Okay, and and it was just one person after the other, after the other, after the other, this fisherman who's like uh, has rheumatoid, rheumatoid, something. So he's got pain in his arms and his legs since he was a little kid. And um, he wants prayer. And um, and it was really powerful, actually, to pray for people. Like, uh, it felt scary to pray. But it was, uh, there were some people that got healed. And um, and so every day it was kind of like that. The whole six seven days I was there, so I got a taste for what it might feel like to be Jesus. Just because um, they were they were wanting prayer, I was an outsider coming in, and maybe they had some hope that that you know that I don't know. But anyway, um, it was cool because um, Jesus actually wants to meet us right where we're at with our problems: mental health problems, psychological problems, Amen. sleep problems you know, relational problems, right? All kinds of stuff. God wants, Jesus can help us. So who else would be threatened besides our healthcare system if Jesus started to make a difference for people? Leaders in the churches. Leaders in the churches. Oh, yeah. Like what if Jesus was actually just, Jesus didn't, he went into the churches. He kind of did drive-by to the churches. <clears throat> but he was out in the community, in on the streets and that kind of stuff. So imagine if everyone... Like found out that Jesus was here, and they were all meeting, following him wherever he was. And on Sundays, everyone was with Jesus instead of in the churches. And then the, there were people were passing around the offering, but there was nobody in the church that put money in the offering plate. That would be messed up for those pastors, right? Okay? Or what about um just the drug trade? What if everyone was going to Jesus instead of you know buying blues and smoking them and and you know, buying math and and or alcohol or whatever what if what if that whole market just kind of drew, nobody was buying anymore and everyone who was drug dealing was just just had all their paraphernalia and they weren't able to get rid of it even give it away because everyone was like no i'd rather have jesus or you know um think about all of the people that benefit from people's pain and their anxiety and their fear I mean, what would happen to the casinos if everyone was like, I'm not worried about money. I don't even care about it. I'm I'm interested in Jesus. And so the casinos would just be empty every weekend. Can you imagine that? If people were like, well, I don't want to waste my time there. Like Jesus is up in concrete. I'm going to go check him out, right? I mean, imagine that like the powers would be uh, losing a lot of their uh, followers, right? Um, Right. Just think about all the porn sites. That would kind of be shutting down because nobody would be surfing the web, going to them or whatever. Like a lot of the people that prey on us would would suddenly be like uh, not making the money that they used to make, I would think, right? But the problem is a lot of people aren't aren't going after Jesus. Instead, we're going after all these other things. money, sex, drugs, you know, power, whatever it is, right? And uh, but, Uh, Jesus was offering an alternative and still does, okay? So um, here's what happened. The chief priests, um, they decided that they were going to, and the the elders of the people and the religious leaders, they decided we got to do away with Jesus before it's too late, before we lose everything. And so they plotted it, okay? And um, it says right here, then the chief priests and the elders of the people were gathered together in the courts of the high priest named Caiaphas, and they plotted together to seize Jesus by stealth and to kill him. Okay, and and, and so Jesus, um, and and they used all kinds of other excuses. They said, "Oh, he's blaspheming because he calls himself the Son of God." You know, they used theological reasons to to try to execute him, but I think really it was rivalry, and and they were losing all their. All their, you know, their people, right? So, um, and they were saying, "Oh, yeah," he says, "He's Christ, the Messiah, uh, the King, and all this kind of stuff." So we can't let that happen. I mean, get do away with it, have them executed, death penalty. Okay, and so it was humans that killed Jesus. Okay, and we see that um, in um, Jesus himself even knew that. He told his disciples, "Check it out. We are going to go up to Jerusalem, you guys." And the Son of Man himself will be delivered to the chief priest. Well, who delivered him to the chief priest? Do you guys remember? It was Judas, right? Judas was the one who betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. He took money, and then he told them where Jesus was in the garden where they hid out, okay? And so he'll be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles, that's the non-Jews, the Romans, to mock and to stir and to crucify him. Okay, so, so far, all the people that are actors in killing Jesus are just human beings, not God, right? God has nothing to do with killing Jesus. Yeah, the evil spirit is the, the ruler of this world was out to kill Jesus. But some people say God is a God of justice, somebody's got to pay for humanity's crimes. And so. And so,, uh, because God's wrath is 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 he's angry, and so some people say this, okay? This is a teaching that's out there in the church, is that God's gotta have his justice, and so Jesus is the one that gets um, gets killed in our place, okay by God, okay? But it's actually humans that kill Jesus. It's humans that kill Jesus, and um It's these religious leaders. What God does is on the third day, he raises them up from the dead. God's only role in the the death of Jesus is to raise him from the dead. So God's on the side of life. So um, Jesus, um, Paul, excuse me, Peter even says this in one of his early sermons. After he heals the man at the beautiful gate, he tells all the, the religious people that come around to check out the, the guy who was lame and birthed, who's been, who's been healed. He says, You guys disowned and you the holy and the righteous one, and you asked for a murderer to be granted to you. That was Barabbas, but you put to death the prince of life, the one who God raised from the dead, a fact to which we're witnesses, right? And so Jesus um, Jesus was um, you know was executed by by human beings and for all these reasons and so let's see what happens when god raises him from the dead we're going to read the resurrection story now matthew chapter 28 it's really been i've been reading over all these different stories and they're really powerful but matthews is kind of right to the point very fast um After the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look uh, at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothes as white as snow. How would you be feeling if you saw that? If there had been a big earthquake and you came to the grave, to the cemetery, and um, there was an angel of the Lord that sat on a stone that was over, that had been over the, or all the all the grave was dug up and there was a bunch of dirt and the casket was open, sitting on top of this headstone. How would you feel? Would you be scared? I think we shouldn't be saying Happy Easter. We should be saying Scary Easter. Okay, Scary Easter. It's scary. It was scary, okay? Like this guy, Jesus, had just got the death penalty. He'd been tortured and now he's alive, okay? The guard shook for fear of him and he became like dead man. Okay? Scary Easter. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. Oh, yeah, right, okay? For I know that you're looking for Jesus who's been crucified. He's not here for he's risen just as he said and see the place where he was lying okay so check it out if yeah that's scary <laughs> scary easter okay so jesus um, wasn't able to be defeated which means that his whole program that made everyone jealous and uh upset and in, un, insecure about their power should still be is still is still operational it's still happening okay because jesus is, is alive okay and Death wasn't able to do away with him. Kill, human beings weren't able to keep him in the grave dead. He's alive now. Okay, so, um, and check it out. So, come and see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And behold, he's going to go ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Maybe they were all ready to relapse. They were thinking, oh, good. Now I can go back to my drug rejoice choice because jesus is dead and i thought there was hope but really i'm just craving my drug of choice and and now i can go back to my drug of choice oh and now they're like oh no dang what he's alive Uh oh i gotta just i just wasted my money on all this tap fentanyl deaths um maybe maybe they were kind of upset about the fact that their life was now going to be upset again by having to decide are they going to follow jesus or not right um there you will see him just as I've told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear okay, and great joy. And they ran to report it to the disciples. And behold, Jesus met them. Okay, wow, crazy. That's crazy. Jesus met them. And um, he greeted them. Hi. Hey, guys. And they came and they took a hold of his feet and they worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Okay, yeah, right. Sure, Jesus. Go and take word to my brothers to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Um, and so then, so that's this is the Easter story, you guys. That Jesus, who caused all this trouble, uh, because he was helping the outcast and the, the sick and the people with every kind of sickness, every kind of disease during his time, um, he's alive now, and he wants to empower us to be a par- to be part of his movement. He wants us to be his disciples in the same way that his original disciples were disciples. And so he tells, um, he meets all the disciples. He says, the 11 disciples took off for Galilee and uh, went to the mountain where Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some were doubtful, that's normal. After all, he had just been brutally executed. after being tortured. And Jesus came and he spoke to them. Saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So as you go, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to put into practice everything that I've ever commanded you. And I am with you guys always, 24/7 to the end of the age. Okay. So that's how the gospel ends. Jesus, the resurrected Jesus promises to be with us 24 7 all the way to the end of the age okay now the hard thing is is that where is he we don't see him right Jesus is uh, someone we trust is with us by faith we walk by faith not by sight okay so the only way to really live this out and experience it as real is by faith is is like Gracie praying for our brother here who's, who sees the shadow or um, you know people who are struggling not being able to sleep or barb's ankle or some you know all of us have issues some of us don't want to bring it up in public because we're you know we're embarrassed and we we all have problems all of us have huge issues right but jesus um the only way we can really know whether all of this is real is by um, stepping out of faith and when we do that we're going to see that uh that actually following jesus makes a difference Okay? And we have to fight against the darkness that wants to just tell us, no, 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 no. Don't don't put your hope in that. Don't believe. Don't be stupid. Right? We got to fight against that, those voices, and we've we got to step out and, and go for it and just offer to, you know, I mean, choose to trust. Okay. So that's what I want to invite us to this Easter is to choose to trust um, that Jesus is at large and to um, and to expect. You know, um, he visited, and um, it it is scary. Okay, but Jesus says, "Don't be afraid." Okay, don't be afraid. Um, He is real, and um, but he's also humble, and um, humble and powerful at the same time. And we want to see the kingdom of God come into this county. You know, uh, one thing we're going to do is we're going to put up a wall. To, me- to commemorate all the people that have died in our county from overdose deaths and from being shot by the police and being stabbed or shot by other people. We wanna have a commemoration wall because we wanna face the, the darkness of our county head on. We don't wanna forget these people. We wanna remember them. And I, I, I really want, if any of you have pictures of people that we've lost in our county, we want you to bring them. And we're gonna work on putting together a wall where we can remember every single person that we can track down who died. Because we don't want to just let that go and just say, oh, too bad for them. They screwed up. Too bad that they didn't get in, stay in drug court. Too bad they didn't uh, walk the straight and narrow path. No, we want to remember them. And we want to pray for the people in our county who are vulnerable and who are at risk. And we want to see change in our county. What do you think? We have to. This is our opportunity, guys. This is this is the moment we're alive. We got to make a difference. And and so Jesus, he 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 says, make disciples. So we can say, hey, make me into a disciple, Jesus. So if you want to be made into a disciple, which is a lifelong process, and maybe you've already said, yes, I want to be made into a disciple. Let's let's just say it again. I want to keep being a disciple. What about you guys? So. Let's pray. Let's let's stand. Stand up. So Jesus, thank you that you're alive and that you are, um, you're on the side of, of this world. You are the Son of God who was sent by the Father uh, because you love God. You love the world so much that you sent Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, that you that you won, you win. You're going to win. And, and that you um, defeated death, and even though humans were and are threatened by you, you're, um, you're alive, and you empower us through your Holy Spirit. So Lord, we want to be your disciples. Here we are. Help us to be able to um, choose to follow you day by day by day. Each day, Lord, it, It's a new beginning to, to choose to be sober, to choose to be a disciple, all those kind of things that we have to choose to be, every day so help us and uh, we just pray for our county that you would you'd move in our county and that there would just be an end to all these killings here. and just that people that are out there plotting to shoot someone or stab someone or do something terrible or take their own lives or overdose or something god that you would you would just get their attention and if, if you want to get their attention through us help us to have the courage to reach out and to not be silent So we just pray that your resurrection power would be upon us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.